Hello there. Welcome to Positive Changes, a self-kick podcast. I'm your host, Shelley F. Knight. I'm a former nurse and clinical hypnotherapist, turned podcaster and author of Positive Changes, a self-kick book and Good Grief, the A to Z approach of modern day grief healing. In each episode, I aim to share my clinical, spiritual, and personal experience to help you feel inspired to create your own positive changes in life. Fear not, it's not just me. Each week, I will bring on a new guest and they will share their authentic story of positive change and the tools that they used on their journey. So if you're ready to be inspired, let's go. week on the show is a little bit different for me. I'm joined by a friend, my beautiful and spiritual friend, Olivia Hickman. I was a little bit nervous at first, as normally I connect with strangers who become friends, but Olivia and I, both living here in Northampton, are true friends, which I think you'll know when we get the giggles throughout. Uh, like we went to a country park and there being like a squirrel there and just feeling like a connection. And all the other kids were like just playing and almost like like in a zone with the squirrel. <laughs> so please do join us as we have a beautiful episode all about squirrels, spirituality and laughter. Thank you for choosing to listen to Positive Changes, a self-kick podcast. show we're joined by Olivia Hickman and she's a women's wellness leadership expert and a freelance writer so a big warm welcome to Olivia. Hello. Hi thank you for having me. Bless you. Now this is a first for me because normally I have strangers on and we often become friends but you are a friend so I'm a little bit nervous. (laughs) I'm a little bit nervous too so that makes both of us. (laughs) I'm really looking forward to it but this is so different. So bless, I know little bits about you, but today we're going to talk about becoming open to infinite possibilities. Yeah. Sounds fabulous. So how did this begin? Okay, so this began when I was younger and I remember being at school and feeling like there's so much more. I just remember feeling like that. And I remember talking to um, a guy in my class about I just feel like there's something I'm meant to do. And, and I remember him turning around and being like, you're not like Jesus or God. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was just like an inner knowing. I don't know, I can't explain it. It was just there. And I think, obviously, I was just speaking my truth. And, and I don't think he quite like understood, I guess. And he was, and that was quite funny. And then, um, and then um you know, I felt like I wasn't necessarily religious, but I definitely felt a connection with like nature and spirit. And, you know, like often I I would be, I remember being in, uh, like we went to a country park and there being like a squirrel there and just feeling like a connection. And all the other kids were like, just playing. And I was like, like in a zone with the squirrel. <laughs> So I always had that connection, but I think as I got into teens, 
I wanted to be an actress because I thought, you know, like, I guess the ego came into it and that translation of wanting more kind of translated into, I guess, you know, I want to be famous and blah, blah, blah. Um, but that didn't end up happening. And I think that was kind of a good thing because I am super sensitive. So I don't know how I would have coped um, in that industry. Um, but that feeling kind of just stuck with me. And I think for a lot of years, I felt, I definitely felt quite lost. Like I, de I drank a lot when I was at university because I just, I think I was just so sensitive. I didn't feel like I fitted in. I didn't feel like I fitted in in the spiritual world um because I went to I don't know if you've heard of Dartington College of Arts no it's like a it's quite a woo-woo hippie college like for arts but it's a university it's where um if anybody's a dancer they might have heard of Laban he was like a really famous dancer and he went there like back in the day and so it was it was one of those where like in my first week there were people like performing naked and you know, like someone I remember did an installation where they were just in a bed, like sleeping, you know, like it was quite artsy and, and like out there, I guess. And it was set in this little, uh, little like field with like little kind of buildings in Devon. So I remember <laughs> one of the funniest things was going to uh, uni and I had to walk across a field where there were cows to get to the other lecture and I was really scared. <laughs> And they're like spot the town. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, that was um so that was uh, uni. And then um yeah, so I felt really kind of uh sensitive at uni and I definitely drank more than I should have. And then when I came out of university, I just didn't know which way to go. My self-esteem was like quite low. And um, luckily I found yoga. Uh, I think yoga, to be honest, really saved my world. I think if I hadn't have found yoga when I did, I probably would have ended up like, you know, with depression and, you know, anxiety and like, um, just not really, it really grounded me, I think. And whenever things have been turbulent in my life, I've always come back to yoga. Um, and that's always been a real, um support in my life I've got a bit of ADD I can't I haven't got a bit of ADD you can't say that but I haven't been diagnosed but from watching loads of things now I can see that okay my brain works a little bit differently and it's all over the place <laughs> so things like holding down jobs didn't work very well with me so I would have like I've had like a gazillion different like admin jobs because of how my brain is and I like to have multiple things kind of going on at once I couldn't almost just be a yoga teacher in a way because I was like I needed like other things happening so I always had like an admin job or for a little while I went into marketing and event management and that was quite fun um, but everything always kind of ran its course and probably quite quickly um, so yeah so I kind of went through a phase of trying out lots of different things and I always felt the pressure to conform definitely because I wanted to please I, I felt a real pressure to fit into the box of you know like I wanted to be successful and um I wanted to have I wanted to make my parents proud basically really so I always would be trying this stuff out like I did try and get into marketing and event management but it was, I just found it soul destroying. Like I loved the events and the live and the, you know, all the exciting bits of it, but the monotony of like the admin job, 
just it like killed me it was like I could and I could do temp jobs where I could kind of pretend I was a character for a little while (laughs) you know like Phoebe and friends when she pretends to be Chandler's PA so I think that was a little bit like me but as soon as I could feel the office politics start to arise then I'd be like right I'm out like as in I can't I don't you know like I didn't want to do it anymore so um so on paper, I guess my life was a little bit chaotic, really. You know, I'd have people being like, well, when are you going to like sort yourself out? <laughs> and I did a couple of stints abroad teaching yoga as well. Um, and then, um, so yeah, I definitely felt like all over the place. And then um, I got to a point where I felt really kind of, I didn't feel like I fitted in, like I said, in the spiritual world. And I felt it was very like... Um, and this isn't against anyone, this is just how I felt at that time. I felt like it was very, I had to wear the uniform, you know, like harem pants look really dowdy on me. And I just, I was like, I, I just didn't fully fit in. And I felt, and then I didn't fit in with the townies either because I was more, I guess, spiritually or whatever it may be, but I felt like I didn't fit in with either camp. So as well as not knowing where I fitted in in life, I didn't fit in with either camp either. And I think this is again where I come back to yoga because if I hadn't had a yoga, I think I would have, yeah, like spiraled kind of into depression and stuff because I think my self-esteem got hit quite badly from not really finding my flow in life. And um, and then I met a late, my friend came back home um, from being away and he'd had what's called an aura transformation so this is quite a woo-woo thing but for me it just it was one of the most amazing things I've done in my life and it's created by a lady called Annie Zenoff um, and it does lots of things and on a basic um, on a basic thing it, it basically I'm just going to say basic again <laughs> <laughs> basically basic basically it upgrades your kind of system from so say if you're on like a windows 1999 or whatever it is it like updates your system so that you're functioning on a windows 2020 if you see your kind of aura if you like your energetic structure it kind of upgrades your energetic structure and so before I had the aura transformation I used to like I said I was really sensitive and I used to feel everybody's stuff I remember being in my car and there was a guy in a car opposite and he was angry and it just hit me like, and he was like in another car, like quite far away. And that's how I was kind of going around. And then as soon as I had the aura transformation, everything like that stopped. I kind of, and what the idea is, it really connects you in with your truth and your spirit is really connected to who you are. So, um, so I had the aura transformation and then after the aura transformation, like a line of events happened in my life that just turned my world upside down. But when I look back on it now, I think it was kind of like the universe just really trying to bring me into alignment, you know? And at this point I'd forgotten about that feeling that I had when I was a kid that I was meant for more. It was kind of just, I literally, I feel like the universe just kicked the crap out of me. I don't know if I'm allowed to swear. (laughs) (laughs) So in a really short space of time, um, my uncle passed from cancer. My boyfriend, uh, unfortunately, cheated on me in not a very nice way. 
and um, my ex-boyfriend was murdered like in a really short space of time. And then I found out that I had um, precancerous cells in my cervix. So it was all kind of, ah! and then um, I'm at the time, it just felt really obviously overwhelming. But I remember, I don't know if anybody's seen the film Soul Surfer. It's like with uh, Brittany Hamilton. She's like this 13 year old girl that basically gets her arm bitten off by a shark. It's like a true story. And she then goes on to become like a world champion and it's her journey. And what I used to do is after, cause I had to have an operation because of the precancerous cells. So, um, what I used to do was I was at home and obviously all this rubbish was happening and I used to watch the film over and over again <laughs> and I thought if she can do it and she can get over it and she's 13 like my life isn't that bad like it's okay um, and then when I got back to the UK unfortunately we had another trauma in the family that was and this was quite a long trauma. Um, my niece went through some mental health um, stuff and I won't go into it because it's not my story to share, but it was over the space of like a year and a half and it was ongoing and it just got worse and worse and worse. And I think for me, that was like a real pivotal point where um, for me, like I'd come into alignment with my truth and truth was really important to me. And the crux of it was that truth wasn't important in that situation. It was about tick boxing and check boxing and, you know, kind of, um, it just really kind of, I guess, broke my spirit because um, I'd gone on this massive journey from, you know, kind of, I'd had that self-esteem stuff from my early twenties, then I'd managed to get through that and I'd gone away and really come back to myself and thought, right, I'm on the right path now, I'll come back. And then it was like my whole world kind of really collapsed. But I think what the universe was giving us in that moment was, again, that kind of time to stop, pause, reflect. Is this where individually in my family we all want to be? Because it's quite interesting after that, we all have gone off on kind of different tangents and done different things. What became true to me was the realisation that we hold everything that we need to know within ourselves. And actually we look outside, you know, like when I was growing up, it's like I was looking outside to please my parents and please society. And, you know, like, whereas actually the possibilities that I hold within myself are far greater than anything that anybody can tell me that I should be doing. Um, so through the aura transformation and really connecting in with my truth, I started to kind of build my self-esteem back and really see the truth of who I am and go on that journey of realizing, okay, well, I believe that about myself, but where has that come from? And does it ring true when I sit with myself and my energy and, you know, like see what is possible for me? And what I mean by that is, um, so I started to get visions after my oral transformation of this kind of, um, it's not necessarily an eco village, um, because when you think of eco village, you think of kind of spiritual people in yurts and whatever it is, because it's not that it's kind of more, 
like an eco town I guess but quite like people are spread away from each other and they all live in their own kind of house in their own style and in their own way but we're just uh working with the land so everything's done equally so like the um you know like our energy is renewable and all that kind of thing and just the and when I see the vision it's how it makes me feel I feel like just so in my heart and in my truth and I just feel like everything's sort of lighter and it feels like I can flow with a lot more ease and when that started to come to me it was almost like the remembrance of kind of what I'd known as a child and then it's like in order to really I guess own that and be like this is what I want for all my life I had to really kind of move away from my family in a way because to me it was like and to talk about spiritual things the way that I do now is quite funny because from I feel like I'm just like a like you know standard girl from Northampton the middle of England it's not like I uh, you know went and lived in an ashram in India for my younger years or so it's kind of that fight I guess between the whole like you know and, and seeing I guess the spiritual things in like a new way uh, you know like I'm really grounded and I can you know like I love friends and I watch Netflix and you know all the stuff that I guess you associate with like commercial stuff but then at the same time I have this infinite connection with like spirit I feel like massively supported by spirit you know the dreams of what I dream for myself are far beyond I guess what a girl from Northampton would necessarily be thinking but it's that's only happened because I've I guess had to go on that journey that positive change of really diving deep into myself and being able to I guess have the no's as well as the yeses of you know I don't want to live in the same way as what my family lived in and and it's you know like it's been up and down and it's not always been easy but the peace that I feel in my heart now for really you know going through that and um, I just can't explain it it's incredible and um, and what I feel is that we have like uh, what I like to call like a little heart seed I feel like the the universe gets a little seed and it just pops it in your heart <laughs> and that is your heart seed that you have like your I guess your purpose on earth um, and it's there all the time and it's just well, up to us whether we like choose to kind of connect with it or not and then I think as women what I found was so I knew I had this heart seed to create this eco village um, and it felt when I first started connecting with it I was like I just feel so far away like I'm in Northampton I'm living in this house like you know like it feels it feels so impossible like I can never get there and then um, each month I take time to connect in with my cycle and I receive like, because for women during that time of the month, the veil is thinner, if you like, between our world and spirit world. So it's a really good time to connect in with like who we are and what we're here to create. And um, so I find each month when I do that, I get wisdom and knowledge for almost like the everyday. But I think it's really important for you know for it to be balanced and um, is what I've learned as well so it's um you know like the spiritual and like the towny like I was saying before it's kind of the you know you need to have the practical as well as the 
energies coming through. So it's like the balance of the feminine and the masculine. So I have obviously the the visions come through for what I need to do, but then it's up to me to take the action to kind of implement it and make it happen, if that makes sense. Yeah. And it's interesting what you say, because I think with any positive change that we're making, we can lose people along the way or we change, but you've actually stuck to who you are. But you call it woo-woo in the NAR family when I sort of do my oracle card readings and call the tarot or you know, have a vision of something to come. They call it hocus pocus. <laughs> and I was just like, you know, like when my auntie was was dying, she, you know, all the time she'd take the mickey out of my crystals and my white feathers and things like that. And then when she was dying and she knew she was dying, it was like non-curable. She was just sort of like, if you've got any of that hocus pocus stuff, just throw it at me right now, you know. And I think <laughs> there will come times in our life, not for everyone, but I think they do present themselves. Like I know that my spiritual journey it's like taking a leap every time that poo's hit the fan that's a beautiful way of putting mm. it I know but you know it is through like my miscarriages or death of loved ones that I've gone up the next level of hocus pocus <laughs> yeah definitely yeah basically it's just it's trying to align you with the truth of who you are and your joy so we can evolve in joy but if and I, and, and I think you get what you ask for so I'd always asked, or hadn't always, but when I went through your transformation, I was like, right, I want to be in alignment with my truth. Like, I want to know who I am. You know, I'd been searching to find who I was. And so the universe was like, all right, then, if you want to know, we'll show you. But it's not always done in the nicest way. No. <laughs> but it's kind of like, they know that you can handle it. And, you know, like, it's I asked for it. So I got what I asked for because I wanted to be um, in alignment and I wanted to know my truth. So that's what I kind of received, if you like. Yeah, I asked the universe. I, I go for my daily walk and it's like, universe, please surprise and delight me. You're on my wildest dreams now. But then I always put my little disclaimer at the end. It's like, like with ease and grace. Like, I do not want everything <laughs> thing coming down like a bolt of lightning. Like just with ease and grace, little trippets, <laughs> you know, yeah. to learn the lesson and things like that. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's and I think it's stages. Like I think it's been mindful of where people are at because I know that if anybody had said anything to me when I was going through the trauma of, well, what lesson are you learning now? I probably okay. would have like punched them in the face. <laughs> yeah, here's your lesson. <laughs> yeah. Whereas like now, I've you know, like after I did, you know, therapy and healing and, you know, really kind of worked on myself. And now I can look back and see and see that journey. And it took a long time to get here. Um, and I'm so glad now for the journey. But, it, you know, that took time and it took, you know, like when we're in stuff, I think I think there's just something in society just where people aren't mindful of other people and kind of where they're at and just being like you know it's okay to take a minute and it's okay not to be in that place yet and just kind of you know it's it's like painful and that, you know like that's okay yeah and it's like you were saying earlier that at the end of the day I think like mums or well, parents struggle with this but you have to be true to who you are and we don't put ourselves first and we don't have that 10 minute downtime 10 minute silence whether we feel too hurried to have that 10 minute silence or we just don't want to start hearing what comes up from within us. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But, you know, we do need to take time for ourselves. And, and people I think don't. Sorry. I think it's mothering however you want to mother. I think for mothers, it's really difficult. There's so much judgment. And I think coming to myself and always coming back to myself, it gave me 
um, what I like, like a, a radar, if you like, of what was right for me and what was right for the people. And I think, because there's so much judgment, and that's the peace that you get in your heart, because when you're doing what's right for you, it doesn't really matter what necessary, like, or it doesn't matter as much, if you like, because I think everyone always wants to, you know, you, there is that little bit where you kind of are, you know, thinking about what other people think. But it doesn't matter as much because you have like peace in your heart of knowing that you're doing the right thing for you. So I think, um, yeah, definitely for mothers, um, try to shut out the white noise and just focus on your relationship with your child, what's right for you and what is right for that child. And also the fact that you're not alone. I think for me, it was a real awakening to realise that I do have support it might not be in physical form but I do have support and I'm not on my own and that I can call on that support when I need it um and that was kind of a real realization for me and a blessing to yeah have support on the journey yeah I love what you say about judgment because we are judged or at least we think we're judged by others maybe it's just our sort of mild paranoia but I think what I see when I'm working with people like with the spiritual coach and things like that what I see isn't always the judgment of others it's the self-judgment that we're just our own worst critics mm. and it's just yeah. as you say come back to the truth even if you don't like the truth of who you are it's your starting block to move forward towards positive change and you might find the bits that you don't like are, you know, bits that just haven't been worked through or often the bits that we don't like, we probably feel shameful around because of, and it's, you know, it's, it's things like that happened to us when we were children and someone told us off or, you know, it can be so small little things that happened that we now feel shame about. And now there's an aspect of ourselves that we don't like when actually, when you look at it, it just needs a little bit of love. Do you know, like it's not actually that, but it's it's that for me, it's the thing of, and one of the things that I teach as a thread through all my yoga classes is just getting people to start having that conversation with themselves. Because once you start to connect in with yourself, all of this stuff unfolds and it becomes, I guess, easier and it just doesn't feel as overwhelming. Because I think when you're, as well, when you're trying to be something that you're not, it's a lot of hard work. You know, it's yeah. like, oh, I've got, I've got to tip this. I've got to be that the mother, but in the way that they want me to be, not in the way that I want to be. I've then got to be a wife in the way that society wants me to be. I've then got to hold down a job. To, you know, I might not even like that job and I'm doing it all for my family. And there's almost some pride in, you know, like taking that hit for your family or whatever it is, when actually... You know, I don't I don't think anyone in that scenario is really like truly happy because no one's living in their truth. And I don't know people might be like, oh, it's, e it's easier said than done. But that is easier said than done, which is probably why like most of us don't really do it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think when like when you do do it, it is worth it. So I think um, and I think that's where we will head like energetically in society is that people will more and more start to you know live their truth and hopefully when you, you're more living in your truth you are more compassionate so there will be less judgment because there's that understanding that other people are different and that's okay because they're just doing what's right for them. Yeah I love what you're saying because it's taking me back to my nursing days and I talk a lot about the end of life because I was a chemotherapy nurse which 
you know, sadly went two ways. Otherwise, you'd respond to the treatment or it would be non curable, ineffective. So I got a lot of the life lessons from the dying. And it is about living your life, not someone else's expectations or opinions, you know. And it was generational. So like people, like men would inherit the family business and women would have the 2.4 children and a Labrador, you know, that was it. But it still happens, you know, whilst it was generation. Yeah, and it's like you're saying, like zigzagging through careers, doing jobs you hate, because you think, oh, well, when the child goes to nursery, when we're married, when I've done this course, when I got that amount in my bank. And it's just like, but those days aren't guaranteed, you know, like today is, which I know is really hippie, you can put that with my hocus pocus beliefs but you know today you are alive because you're listening to the show whatever you're doing procrastinating going on facebook whatever you're doing today you're alive so you can make a difference yeah Yeah, just get yeah i get really like come on (laughs) to people do you know what i mean which is not spiritual but my book's self-kicking so it's all right but i just get like you know nothing is given so you know if you're sitting there listening to the show today and you think that's me you know i'm a bit adhd and i sort of like I've got 35 jobs on my 35 year old CV or you're sitting there thinking the kids are doing my head in but keep smiling because you know my <laughs> mum did this so what do you know what I mean yeah, take, exactly. take a day off go wild yeah. do something and Just... I always thought you know I've tried it for 35 years or however old I was when I you know really started aligning with my truth and living a bit I guess not aligning with my truth because that was when all everything went a bit you know I got the kick up the bum to do it I guess <laughs> But when I really started to be like, no, I'm going to live it my way. I'm not living it for you. It was then that, you know, um, I thought, well, I've tried it the other way for 30 however odd years and it's not served me. So why not try it a different way? And actually it did. So it was kind of like, you know, it's like we've done it. We've tried it. Is it working? And if it's not, you know, like it was really funny, actually, because my dad, um, I remember when I told my dad, like I wanted to create this. I guess it's more of like a movement, um, you know, New World Women for, um, it's for yoga teachers to help them, you know, support them with women's wellness. But when I told him about what I wanted to do and what I wanted to create and how I wanted to support younger women to, you know, create new role models. Because if you think like, when I was a child, there wasn't someone in my class whose parents had decided that they wanted to create an eco village and were going for it and da, 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 da. you know that just didn't exist when I was a child so it's like you know I feel like there's so many young women with I guess the heart seed or whatever it is that isn't something that's been created yet so it's like the only way that we can really support them in creating that is by allowing them to get back to themselves and being their truth and my, I, was, I was obviously having this discussion with my mum and dad and my dad was like, <laughs> he was like, yeah, but don't you think that's done now? You know, like the whole women's thing, like that, that's been done, isn't it? <laughs> I was like, no. And then I had to say to him, like quite clearly in that comment, because he kept and his he kept saying to me, what I want for you is, what I want for you is, mm-hmm. what I want. So I had to say to him, look, dad, I love you but I'm not doing what anybody wants for me anymore. I'm doing what I want for myself now and that's it. Um, so yeah, so I had to have those, I think when you like quite strong words with him, but it was a beautiful <laughs> conversation. And I think he, towards the end, like started to get it a little bit. <laughs> I just think that's really powerful in a slightly humorous way. <laughs> but, you know, so like your dad was saying, this is what I want for you so which it sounds like it's said from a place of love doesn't it it's like this is what I want yeah. for you but as you're yeah. saying it's like 
it's not what others want for us. It's what we want for us, whether they want us to be well and successful or married. Do I want that? You know, and I think like, you know, you've talked about yoga and the aura transformation and the moon cycles and things like that. But for me, like for someone's going to make one positive change today, it would be about just think, what do you really want? Just allow yeah. yourself like 10 minutes today to sit down and think, what do you want? You know, do you want to be married? Do you want to be in that job? Do you want more children? You know, do you want to go traveling? What do you want? And don't listen to any external noise. Yeah, exactly. Like, as in, it's your life at the end of the day. It's, you know, your, your, you know, like, and I think when I get to an old age and I look back, like, you know, I want to look back and think, yeah, I really like lived it. And I think it was kind of, especially when I got into my early 30s and started to make these shifts into, you know, I'm going to live for myself. A, that was because of trauma. But, and there was a real kind of, um, uh, like a, an undertone there of, but I'm too old now. Like I've hit my, th- I should have done it by now. Like, who am I to now start to do that? You know, I've had all these jobs and, you know, like, yeah, like I'm too old now. And I think that's, you know, there's a message in there as well. And I just think you're never too old to kind of, you know, shift and make that change and start just, I'd just say to anybody, if you can, even if it's 10 minutes a day, like obviously if you've got children, it's a lot harder, but you can always get up, you know, like before they're awake, if you can, or after they go to bed and rather than sitting and watching the telly, just take 10 minutes, you know, like just sit and be with yourself and breathe and, and just feel into it and there's a real simple thing that you can do that I often do with the teams um is just bring something to your mind that you so say if you're like okay I I want a different house or whatever it may be then you bring it into your mind's eye so you imagine it in your mind and people often go but I'm not very good at imagining and if I say to you well tell me about your front door then you picture it (laughs) yeah so that's what we're doing is we're just imagining the scenario in our mind and then just feel into your heart space and you know people feel this so you might feel your heart space close you might and you know you might feel sad or you know you might feel some people like that I've worked with the teens they see it in colors but and then think of something else in your life and bring it into your mind's eye and do the same thing And if you're not sure, you know, if you can't tell what your heart's feeling, then start off with thinking of something that you really love, that you know you really love, and think of something that you really dislike, and you know, like, it makes you feel, ooh, and then notice how your heart feels, and there's normally a real big difference. For me, it's like an opening and a closing, like, I can really feel my heart open when it's something that I love, and it really closes when I think of something that I really don't like, and I will use that in my life to make decisions, because... Like I said, our spirit knows what's best for us. Like we know our truth is within us. And if we can just follow that, then I don't think you can really go wrong. Yeah, it's really interesting because I do similar. I call it body barometer and I do it in my stomach. So I think it's like happy and it's always my honeymoon. I knew it was worth all those thousands of page for it. <laughs> Gotta use it. And every time I have to anchor it back to a happy time, I'm back there. So I'm like, it's priceless, love, priceless. And I just like, back on my honeymoon with Wes, my husband, and I just feel myself with joy and it comes up and it's like a warmth. It's really like, there's no resistance. It just flows up. Mm. And then I think of, you know, like, I don't want to put anyone off their nursing career, but when I really hated nursing, um, it was the private sector, not the NHS, if that helps anyone. <laughs> but when I was in like private nursing, 
oh, again, that, I felt so judged by people. I wasn't working. And when I think that, it's sticky and I almost want to get out my own body. Yeah. And so it's like you're saying you use the heart, but mine is like that in, the, in my stomach. So I feel joy if I think of my husband. I feel almost acidic if I think of something that doesn't serve me. And so I yeah. use that. And it's instant. I mean, you said about... Yeah just taking 10 minutes a day and you know it's so easy when you've had like the kids all day or just been to work all day or not been to work if you haven't got a job you know you just had got to the end of the day the end of your tether and you think well I'm just going to scroll through Facebook but someone said something really powerful for me recently not about me but to me they said that when you're scrolling through social media you're giving more attention to someone else's life than your own yeah so true (laughs) and I was like wow so now I don't really go on unless I'm doing a business post for Shelly F night or something but you know you think I haven't got time and you might be really tired but in those 10 minutes if you're gonna sit there sit with yourself not someone else's life and even opinions. when you get into bed like just before you go to sleep rather than thinking about all the stuff that you've got to do tomorrow you know you can just sit and I think the breath is just a real tool for connecting in and you know like if you're really thinking just try and slow your breath down because it helps us to shift into our rest and digest and then you can just you know like take that time for yourself to and often when you're busy and you're on the treadmill the decisions that you're making are coming from that place and often it's from a place of fear rather than what you truly want because it could be like you know you've got a bill come through the door and then you're like oh I don't know if I'm allowed to swear still, but <laughs> oh, oh no, there's a bill. <laughs> oh no, there's a bill. And um, you know, like so you're kind of making decisions off of, you know, like if you have that bill and that happens, and then the kids are wanting your attention, and then you're making lunch, and then you know, you, your partner might come home from dinner, or you might be on your own. So you, you know, then you're kind of with the kids again, and lots of different things are happening, and then a decision comes up and you're making it from that almost chaotic place. Yeah. Whereas if you can kind of just take time to, you know, like even that 10 minutes a day can make such a difference on how you feel generally um, and try and make decisions when you're kind of in that place rather than the chaotic place. Another thing that you can do that's really helpful is to write down your problem. This is something that I learned years ago and I always use it, write down your problem and then take 10 minutes and you can find like heart meditations now on like YouTube, like they're everywhere. So you can write down your problem, take a minute, you know, do a heart meditation, come back to your heart, really think of it like your honeymoon or moment of joy and then rewrite the problem. And often it either won't seem as bad or you'll, you know, like come up with a solution out of nowhere because it's the universe supporting you. (laughs) So, you know, like there's lots of different things that you can use and do to, I guess, everyday problem solving where you can work with like spirit and yourself to just support you. So my you boyfriend start, finds, oh, sorry, there you go. So you start with the problem like, I'm applying for jobs at the moment or I'm unhappy with my job. So you start with where your problem is, like, do I stay with my partner? Do I stay in my job? You know, do I want another child? You focus on, I'm going to say the negative, but you've had, you know, I suppose you focus on your current reality yeah and the feelings it's important to feel what you feel so you can focus in on how you're really feeling like you can really like write down like be honest like oh it's really annoying and and then like get out everything that you want to get out put that to the side sit do your heart meditation come back to your space of joy like and, and really like if it you know however long that takes and then rewrite 
like come back to the problem and it might be that you cut you write you know like free writing where you yeah. just and then you know you might come up write a solution or it could be that you rewrite the problem but you write it from a different perspective and all of a sudden it doesn't seem that bad I love that mm. I've absolutely loved all of it I loved it from the start we was in the zone with the squirrel and a little <laughs> bit scared of the cow and I'm sorry whoever's listening just went off on like my own like life journey tangent I feel like I've been in therapy <laughs> I absolutely loved it. I was a bit envious at one point. I thought, well, the University of Northampton was nothing like that. Christ. We had to walk across <laughs> campus and mind the chewing gum, but there's no cows. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that was in Devon. That was in Dartington. Yeah, I know. I'm feeling a little bit um, missing out. Oh, you want to be... Pleasure. <laughs> so, you've shared so much. You're saying you talk about the yoga, the oral transformation, the moon cycles, breath work, and the heart meditation. So, mm. for the people that are still going to tell us that they haven't got time, Olivia. What one thing can they do to create a positive change today? Mm. I think it's got to be just the, okay, making time for yourself no matter what it is. So if you don't want to sit and breathe, have a cup of tea. Like just making time and like make it a priority. Put it on your list of things that you actually have to do in the day even if it's two minutes, five minutes, whatever you can, just carve out some time for yourself. Self-care is like the best thing that you can do for yourself. I absolutely love that. And what Olivia said, I totally agree. (laughs) (laughs) Bless you. It's been an absolute pleasure. I love all the woo-woo, hocus-pocus, spiritual tools, universe has your back. It's my kind of world. So thank you for being part of it. Oh, and I thank you for having me. I've enjoyed it too. (laughs) If you enjoyed today's episode, please make sure you subscribe and leave a positive review. If you would like to create your own positive changes, you can buy Positive Changes, a self-kickbook from all online book retailers or from ShellyFKnight.com. If you need a dollop of positivity until the next episode, come like and follow us over on Facebook at Shelley F. Knight, Life Goes On. As always, I've been Shelley F. Knight and you've been amazing.